Kaya Biz with Google at 4P on Kaya 959 on the street on the air. Indeed, we are on the street and we are on the air. You're listening to Kaya Biz here on Kaya 959. It's 10 minutes to go before 6 o'clock. Ellen Gray, helping you secure your future. Ellen Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz. This is Kaya Biz with Gulet Umfupi. On the street, on the air. On Kaya 959. It's 10 to 7, not 6 o'clock. But this is what, why we often need the uh, guidance of uh, um, other people who are smarter than us, right, when it comes to numbers to help us out because we don't want to make it, to, to be making those kind of blunders when it comes to our financial wealth uh, as well as well-being. And this raises the question, how does one need to become financially resilient in a rising inflationary and interest rate environment? Uh, and we're all well aware, right? Uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, but how does one need to build that resilience in the context of both health and wellness? But what does does it mean to be financially resilient? To help us unpack this, we join on the line by Cedric Peeler, IFA Distribution Regional Manager at Alan Gray. Cedric, a pleasure to have you back with on the on the show with us today. Hi, Google. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, uh, good to, to, to speak to you. I guess first things first, right? When we uh, think about uh, inflation, I guess we need a gentle reminder as to what, what inflation is, how it actually works, and how it impacts uh, on, on our financial resilience. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, one of the things that when we talk about resilience, the least in the financial aspect, is to make sure we understand exactly what inflation is. Um, and I mean, the textbook answer, and I think all of us, uh, you know, in school remember, it's the general increase in the price of goods and services, right? It's, um, when we think about the price of goods and services that we often procure and purchase, uh, over time, the prices of those things go up, um, and we need to be sure that the money that we save and the money that we make can keep up with the increase in these goods and services. And they're driven by various different things, whether it be a shortage of supply, um, either with things like petrol or uh, oil, or it could be uh, drawn by things like what we're seeing at the moment, where there's uh, wage strikes and people want to get paid more. Yeah. Generally, all those sorts of increases work their way into the general price of goods and services. And so over time, we find ourselves having to pay more for the things that we consume. And that's what we refer to as inflation. Oh, and that's what we don't want, right? It eats away at the time value of money. Oh, you're taking us back to some of those principles we need to abide by. <laughs> and speaking of money and its value and it being eaten away, this often speaks to the kind of discipline that we need to implement and have, right, when it comes to building wealth and creating uh, uh, wealth for ourselves. Help us define what financial resilience actually is. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, resilience in its kind of purest form is really defined as the ability to cope with a crisis or to return from a crisis status pretty quickly. And if we think about financial resilience, it's therefore the ability to bounce back after life throws you a financial curveball that impacts either your income, your assets, or, or both. And so, for example, you may be good at sticking to your budget or staying invested for your long-term goals, but often you can get derailed or disturbed by unexpected expenses, uh, either increases in installments or the things that you have to pay for, or even just movements in markets. Those things can sometimes disturb you too. Being financially resilient means you can weather mm. that situation. Mm. Uh, and so that's what we mean when we say financial resilience. Got you. And some might actually think, okay, that means you can weather the storm. So it means that I've got enough money in my back pocket to manage uh, uh, difficult financial times. But what does it actually take? What's the first step to, 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 to take and undertake uh, to, towards financial uh, resilience and becoming financially resilient? 
would say the first step is to consider some very uncomfortable what-if questions. We may not always have control over certain events, like what happens if this happens or what that happens. But what we can control is how prepared we are in case those things happen to us, especially the questions that are more likely to happen. So if you think about resilience with regards to your physical health, for example, you may be working towards certain goals such as fitness. Maybe you go to the gym regularly as part of this goal. To take steps in building resilience in that area, you would anticipate the most common unexpected events. So, for example, you know, we know sometimes you're not able to go to the gym or mm. you're working away from home and you're not able to stick to your routine. Ask yourself, what if that happens? What do I do? Do I work out where I am? Do I join you know, a gym in a different um, you know, city that I'm in? You try and build in certain plans to make sure that if you do get um, you know, derailed or disturbed from your goals, you are able to make up for that. So even financially, you can put measures in place that help you deal with eventualities. But first, you have to ask yourself, what are those eventualities? Mm. Is it in case something happens to me, I pass away, or I don't have uh, an income? Ask yourself the what-if question. That's the first step you can take towards becoming financially resilient. And, and you raise an interesting point, right? Because I can imagine a number of people did this with uh, before the pandemic, where we thought, ah, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, a three-week lockdown, uh, maybe me losing my job, maybe not. And what we found is that the the uh, a pandemic actually left a lot of people bare, which which actually shows us again that we do need to think and consider of absolute worst case scenarios and understanding how we adequately prepare for that. Uh, and I'm assuming mm. that approach also needs a mixed bag. It's not just three months of emergency savings, but also making sure that your medium and long term investment goals are also covered. That's I mean that that's right. Um, it's not just about uh, thinking about well, you know, this one thing that could happen. Uh, often the most common. Um, I think a uh, piece of resilience we have is like something like funeral cover, right? In the event that we, we know we're not going to live forever. And so if something happens to me, mm. um, do I have funeral cover? But it's not just that. It's so many different eventualities. Um, and so COVID has taught us that not only do you need emergency savings, but you may need uh, gap cover for medical care. You know, are you properly and adequately insured from a medical perspective if something happens to you? Uh, what happens when you are not driving a vehicle, for example, or you need to be properly insured if something happens to your vehicle. So there are a couple of eventualities that you need to plan for. And I think COVID was a good reminder that sometimes you can plan for everything and then something unexpected happens where you may need to check and actually reevaluate whether or not you're still as financially resilient as you were before that event. So we learn from these things as well. No, we do. And we do need to learn. Uh, and as you say, you know, changing and influencing our behavior to make sure that we, you know, we stick it out uh, and, and consider those uh, worst case scenarios. But another thing that makes it difficult, Cedric, when it comes to planning financially and uh, uh, sticking to our knitting is debt. Uh, as we know, the current cost of living, as you highlighted, is quite expensive. And that Pac-Man, uh, uh, as we consider inflation, is um, moving very quickly and chowing very quickly at our money, too, if I can use that mm. kind of language. How should we manage debt, especially? especially uh, in circumstances where South Africans are taking on debt more from a consumption point of view? Yeah, sure. I mean, one way that some people build in financial resilience is, is when you have no option, it's to go into debt. Uh, and, and unfortunately, what that does is that can often lead to a bit of a spiral. You taking on more debt, finding yourself in debt because you didn't have the resilience in the form of emergency savings, for example. Um, and so one of the things you can really do when it comes to managing debt is to make sure you prioritize settling it especially prioritize setting the debt that attracts the highest interest rate. Yes. So you mentioned, you know, compound interest is the eighth one of the world. Well, uh, those who uh, pay it are, are worse off than those who receive it. Mm. And so it's important to prioritize setting the debt that attracts the highest interest rate first and then 
uh, start tackling the other smaller debt. So, so that top tip really um, I can give with regards to managing debt is to prioritize paying it off uh, sooner rather than later. Definitely. And that's an important factor that you mentioned, right? Uh, those higher interest rates, either you earn it or you, you're actually paying it off. And some might wonder, well, how do I make sure that my money does grow faster and I, I protect it from inflation? Um, I'm assuming that would also play an influence in the kind of investments or savings pockets that you might have. I, I guess the underlying financial product uh, uh, would play a key role. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, you know, if you think about how to protect your money against inflation, is to make sure that whatever interest you're earning or returns that you're getting are compounding over time to create yourself some wealth. So ideally, it's good that you diversify and make sure that you have some money in growth assets so that your money can grow over time. Uh, especially when you think about inflation, the best way to protect your wealth against inflation is to invest in a diversified portfolio and making sure you have growth assets to grow that money over time. And that really helps ensure that you protect your wealth against the eroding impact of inflation. Definitely. If you've just joined us, we are still in conversation with Cedric Pila. He is a IFA Distribution Regional Manager at Allen Gray, helping us unpack how it is and how best it is that we can build up financial resilience within these rising inflationary and interest rate times. Because the truth is, it's tough. It's difficult. Cedric highlighted it, that um, uh, we really need to build up financial resilience by making sure that we consider all the uh, worst-case scenarios that might exist. But to to get your views here, uh, Cedric, some might be listening to your title this evening and thinking, hmm, IFA, distribution, uh, and that really does speak to the team of independent financial advisors uh, that you work with, the people that we're meant to sit across uh, and uh, seek guidance from when it comes to uh, creating and building our wealth. Help us understand, though, for someone who is still anxious, is uncertain about creating their wealth, um, should we seek the assistance of an independent financial advisor? What is it that we should ask them uh, as we begin this journey to becoming financial resi- financially resilient? Yeah, I mean, achieving financial resilience is not a once-off project. It really yeah. requires ongoing diligence. And therefore, there's a lot to consider uh, and there's a lot that also depends on your specific situation. What, what looks right for me doesn't always look right for you. And so you really need someone that can help you. I mean, you think about resilience when it comes to health and fitness, you would speak to a dietitian or, a, mm. or an instructor or a psychologist to make sure that you have the solution that works for you to build resilience. And so an independent financial advisor, when it comes to financial resilience, can help you determine what is most appropriate for the situation that you're in. What are some of the eventualities that you as an individual need to plan for and such an independent financial advisor plays a very effective role, not only as someone that you can speak to about finances from a professional perspective, but also as a behavioral coach when emotions get the better of you, particularly through periods of uncertainty and that uh, you're not really sure what to do and how to navigate things. So it's really useful speaking to an independent financial advisor. Definitely. Speak to an independent financial advisor, the, the doctors of money, essentially, if I can put it that way, right? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Cedric, really appreciate your time and the insight you've shared with us this evening and uh, providing us with some solid guidelines as to how best best we can build uh, financial resilience. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much, Google. Enjoy the rest of the evening. You too. That's Cedric Pila, IFA Distribution Regional Manager at Alan Gray, uh, giving us some key insights there. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future, was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. This with Guguletum Fupi, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the streets, on the air.